it's really difficult to find great executives. Spirit Consulting helps organizations find all-star executives and hire the right one using work psychology so you can serve more customers and grow your business. To get a free quote, go to spiritmco.com. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Virtuous Heroes podcast. So uh, rather disappointed to uh, connect with Jaden Smith today. He's super boring and he's going to put you guys to sleep. <laughs> I'm just joking. He's a, a, a bunch of fun and uh, just a, a brother uh, and have been so honored to be able to work with you, Jaden, over the last year and watch you do all the amazing things that you do in operations and building this organization the way that you are. Uh, for those that are unfamiliar with you, uh, tell us who you are. Yeah, thanks for the introduction, Chris, and uh, uh, super not excited to connect with you as well. Uh, no, super excited to be uh, joining the podcast. Uh, have been a big fan of watching the podcast and all of the leaders that we've had on, so excited to uh, join in that. So I am the Director of Business Operations at Spirit Consulting, where I oversee the day-to-day -day operations of the business and serve as an integrator for all of the departments into one cohesive organization. Uh, I like to think of myself as an ambitious and driven leader, a supporter, and an enabler of others uh, driving towards success. Um, in more of my personal life, I'm a son, a brother, a friend, and a lover of all things experiential, uh, whether that be concerts or traveling, uh, nature, et cetera. Cool, cool. So before we dig in deeper into your leadership experience, I know that you've had some really awesome trips in your life. I know you mentioned travel is one of those things that's near and dear to your heart. What do you think has been your most uh, memorable experience in traveling thus far? Yeah, so I've been uh, lucky to be able to do quite a bit of travel, uh, but not nearly enough. Uh, so <laughs> looking forward to being able to, to do some more, especially internationally. Um, a, a couple trips that come to mind. Um, domestically, I, I took a trip where I flew into Seattle and drove up around. Uh, from Seattle, I drove up around the uh, the northern part of Washington, and then wound up driving down the Pacific Coast Highway all the way down to San Francisco. And uh, for me, living in Indiana, where I'm surrounded by cornfields and highways, uh, it was just such a breathtaking uh, experience to be driving down the highway and have, you know, the mountains and the woods and the forests on one side and the Pacific Ocean on the other side. So I think that's the one that stands out most to me. That is awesome. That is awesome. And uh, yeah, I, I've, while we just did our, our own company uh, retreat in San Diego, I haven't really been at all in the Pacific Northwest. Um, I've heard a lot of different people say how really beautiful it is. I haven't done the trip myself, so that's definitely on the bucket list. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, for sure. Pictures don't do it justice. So you've got to go. Okay. Uh, but I, you know, this year for our company retreat, I definitely am pushing after, you know, in San Diego in December, it tended to be a little bit colder than what we had anticipated. I'm definitely looking like Caribbean, you know, scuba diving or, and, or, you know, snorkeling or something as it relates to like crystal clear ocean water. 
hey, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jaden, how did you get to the leadership position that you're in today? Yeah, so I actually got an early start into uh, into leadership. So I started with a uh, fast casual restaurant uh, called Captain D's when I was 16. First job. <laughs> yeah, first job. Uh, yeah, I, I don't miss it. Going home smelling like fish. It was a seafood restaurant. That was the worst. My car reeked. It was terrible. Uh, but for some reason, I stayed there for five years. So <laughs> I'll tell a little bit about that. So um, started there when I was 16. Um, it was a part-time job. I was in high school just looking to make a little extra money, put some gas in the car, be able to do, you know, fun high school things. And uh, within six months, I was actually promoted to a leadership position there, um, to the, their, you know, shift manager uh, position and was... Uh, you know, really, really enjoyed it. It, it was kind of uncomfortable at first, you know, being a 16 year old kid and having to tell, you know, and manage and lead a team that ranged anywhere from other high school kids to, you know, 30s and 40 year old people. Uh, did you still have the beaver flow going on at the time? I did not. I did not. That was that was gone after like eighth grade, Chris. So that was that was just a short phase, short lived phase. It would have been, been a lot cooler <laughs> if you had that going on, having to, you know, be guiding 40-year-olds on how to be doing their jobs better. Like, get out of here, kid. What's going on? Yeah, but I, I, I still, uh, I had the military cut like I've got now, so I think it, it commanded a little bit of respect. <laughs> but no, uh, just kidding. But yeah, so it, you know, it was one of those things that I think was kind of uncomfortable at first, but uh, you know, kind of learned early that as a leader you really have to be comfortable in the uncomfortable um, and was able to be successful in, in doing that. Um, fast forward a couple years, graduated high school and went to, uh, went to school with a focus in criminal justice. I had this idea that I wanted to go to law school. I wanted to be in federal law enforcement or do some sort of uh, you know, research around the criminal justice system. After about my first year um, there, uh, at school, I had also gotten another promotion at Captain D's um, and, you know, just kind of like took some time to reflect and thought that like I was really enjoying the idea of leading people, leading teams, um, helping develop them and then also driving results for the business. Um, so at that point in time, I switched my major to a business management uh, focus um, and, and really got some great experience at the Kelly School of Business, just learning, learning more uh, about the things that I had kind of been winging uh, for, you know, the couple years uh, prior to that. Um, so was, uh, you know, while going to school, continuing to grow um, in my leadership uh, journey uh, at Captain D's. By the time I left there in 2018, I had actually been promoted to the restaurant general manager and was serving in that capacity for probably the like the last 10 to 11 months of my time there. And then I was recruited to, uh, to start working at Crew Car Wash. And Crew is a regional um, family-owned car wash chain that has locations in, in the Indianapolis area. Um, and just recently expanded to Minnesota. And they have, you know, constantly been ranked as a class, uh, glass door top company to work for. And I, I think that making that move was probably 
one of the best decisions that I've ever made for my own leadership journey. Um, in that I was just able to have the tools, the resources and the support to continue to grow in leadership and just work with some really great people. Some of my best friends to this date are uh, people that I met working at Crew. So uh, during my time at Crew, I uh, you know, wound up finishing uh, my college degree in May of 2020. And uh, around September of 2020, uh, the, this bald guy on the other side of the screen here uh, reached out to me on LinkedIn. And uh, <laughs> you know, the rest is history. Uh, joined Spirit Consulting in, uh, in December of 2020. Been here for about a, you know, just over a year now and just super proud of the efforts, the growth um, that, that we've experienced in that year together, Chris, and just excited for the continued uh, growth trajectory that we're on. Well, you know what they say, Jaden, friends that wash together stay together. So that makes sense about crew car wash. Uh, just totally resonate in that way. And uh, I'm happy that we're loose. I feel like we're looser today. For those that don't know, we actually recorded the podcast episode yesterday and then due to my uh, fumbling of the technology we had to record this over so we're we're being able to flow a little bit easier today which I, I think you're a little bit more in the pocket so that's fun and exciting um, but I also I think yesterday I felt like the urge to follow up about the criminal justice like why focus there um, and uh, which which we didn't get to talk about yesterday or the last time we tried this yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was just something I was always um, interested in, um, you know, had this idea of going to law school. I think we'll talk a little bit when we kind of talk about some of the, the struggles that have been overcome is that, you know, one of those being kind of like striving to be what others want you to be um, and just kind of had this idea of like, okay, I'm an attorney, like an attorney is this, you know, white collar uh, you know, very kind of authority, like an authority type position in the sense of, um, you know, um, how they're viewed in society. And it also just been like interested in like, you know, crime shows and stuff like that growing up. Um, so it was always something that, uh, that piqued my interest, uh, but then also had a family, a family history uh, within the criminal justice system. I've always thought that the system itself, um, is unfair. Um, I think that there are a lot of improvements that need to be made. Um, but for those improvements to be made, you need to have people passionate about it in the field and in the industry, uh, which is why I was initially kind of, uh, you know, going for that, uh, did some job shadowing at a law office, determined that that was not for me. Um, and then, uh, you know, so kind of shifted more towards research, did a research project with a professor that I was actually able to present during my freshman year, which was really a really cool experience, but uh, kind of realized that it wasn't something that, you know, I was maybe as passionate about as I thought I was um, and kind of had that, that moment of realization that I was more passionate about uh, driving results uh, you know, helping develop people and supporting them in their growth. So that's kind of where the, uh, where the shift came in. Have you been feeling unfulfilled? You want to be happy, but just continue to struggle. One of the best ways to experience joy is by caring for the homeless. 
a charity I've grown to love, River of Light, food rescues a million meals per year for the needy in Chicago. Imagine how that make you feel, knowing that you're helping feed children and veterans. To make a tax-deductible donation, visit riverlightchicago.org. Again, riverlightchicago.org. No one should go to bed hungry. Gotcha, gotcha. So, so yeah, so you, you started to touch upon it a little bit, but before we dig into the, to the virtue side of leadership, wanted to kind of hit some of the vices that have to be overcome in order to be an effective leader. I usually like to uh, go first so that our guests don't feel like, oh, well, now Chris is just making me have to kind of like, you know, uh, release my dirty laundry here about what's, what's stopping me from being able to be you know, the leader that I want to be. And, and I think that was interesting. I was playing, um, I was playing, uh, we were playing, no, we were playing football with my family on Tuesday for my dad's 70th birthday. And in it, it's like, we kind of grew up in this family culture where like, unless you were winning, you uh, like, you were a loser. So some of the phrases that were thrown around was like, <clears throat> was like if like if you didn't win a hockey game or you had like a bad shift like we were told like why don't you burn your hockey equipment because like it's just basically a waste at this point so so it like had this just like super competitive like culture within our family and so like while we recognize that that really isn't a healthy way to live there are still some of those undertones that are still happening and like it was the first time that i had like seen myself like like high-fiving my nephew, uh, Justin, who's like 18 years old after he like had this awesome catch and ran for uh, a touchdown. Like I like high-fived him on the way back to the other way. And he was just like, it caught him off guard. Cause I was like, dude, that was a great catch and like way to score a touchdown. Like, and it was like, it's kind of silly that even that was like a struggle. Like he, it caught him off guard because usually it's like, yeah, you should have ran faster. You should have been able to do this. Like you're a loser, you know, like, like just that, like to the point where it's like not loving and charitable and like encouraging to one another. And so that's something that I'm like always on the radar about of like wanting to just like hold my tongue. And anytime that I talk about other people to always be like encouraging and uplifting. And, and I think some of that squeaks out from time to time, but something that I'm, you know, working on to, to really be able to like be someone who is an encourager and, and inspiring other people. So, so Jaden, tell me a little bit about the vices that you're either currently struggling with or some that you've had to overcome to be the leader that you are today. Yeah. And, uh, and thanks for sharing as well, Chris, when you were talking, the, uh, <laughs> one thing that came to mind, I'm a huge Will Ferrell fan. Uh, so the Talladega Knights uh, quote of, if you're not first, you're last and how that just <laughs> created this terrible whirlwind, <laughs> you know, within the movie. But I think, uh, you know, I think, you know, that that all of us have, you know, struggled with any or all of these vices at one point in time. And, you know, I'm no different. I think that, you know, as a leader, if you're not failing, if you're not falling flat on your face sometimes, and if you're not um, like, you know, just pushing yourself, you're not trying. So you really need to, you know, there are going to be times, like you said, where those things slip out but just being aware of that and noticing like, Hey, that was a, that was a slip. Like, how can I, how can I fix that? How can I be more, uh, you know, aware and conscious of that? Um, I think for myself, you know, two that really stood out were, were arrogance and fear. 
Um, I think, as I had kind of mentioned earlier, um, you know, with the arrogance piece, I think, you know, growing up, I was always, I was always kind of tapped as the, as the special kid in the family, uh, that I was, you know, the smartest kid. I was going to, you know, go do these great things. I was going to be rich and powerful. I was going to run for president one day. I actually had a friend just text me just the other day, like, hey, we're 10 years out from your campaign. Like, you know, <laughs> what are we doing? And uh, so, so, you know, still kind of a running joke. But, uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, with that, um, and kind of being tapped as that and being seen as that like smartest kid and, you know, growing up in school and within the family, whatever. Um, I think that sometimes that led to an arrogance, um, you know, sometimes, you know, very early in my leadership journey. And, you know, sometimes to date, I catch myself where like I come up with an idea and I'm like, ah, it's my way or the highway. This has got to work. I'm the smartest one here. Uh, but, you know, uh, learn that that, you know, that that really doesn't work. So one of the things that I try doing now is like, I'll pose the question and I'll just let others answer it and, you know, pitch in thoughts, pitch in ideas, but really try to like, let those around me lead the conversation versus leading it myself. Um, just trying to be more mindful, engaging and supportive of the team around me. And, uh, another thing that you and I have talked about is just, hiring smarter than us, right? Because it, it's hard to be the smartest person in the room when you hire smarter people than you. Uh, so that's a way to just continue to challenge that notion and, and push for it and just super uh, proud of the team that we've been able to, you know, establish and grow here at Spirit. I think, you know, with that comes in the fear, uh, kind of this fear, not a failure for myself, uh, because like I said, I view failure as that opportunity to learn and grow, but more so that fail or, you know, that fear of failing and letting down other people and really kind of like this need or this internal desire kind of like hold, um, you know, on, on my thought process of just like needing to make others happy versus worrying about my own happiness. Um, because of that. So I think, you know, professionally that came through um, in, in terms of, you know, overworking and overexerting myself, you know, with, uh, you know, going to school full-time, working full-time. I mean, between the two of those things, I was probably putting in 80 to 80 plus hours a week as, you know, from the time I was 16 up to the time I was, you know, 22 or 23. And, you know, while I was able to get the results that I wanted with that, and I was able to push forward to, you know, um, achieve some of my goals. Which if I could also maybe take a pause there to let people know that Jaden fully paid for his own uh, college and also pulled a 4.0 at uh, Kelly's business school. So He's being humble here, but I mean, that's like, <laughs> like that helps you get a sense of like how much this guy was digging in, in order to be able to accomplish that. Like, that's no joke about the hours that he said he was putting in for that period of his life that like eight years or no, 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 six years of doing that. Woof, that's nasty. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks, Chris. One of our uh, values here at Spirit is uh being uh, hungry for achievement, but humble and success. So I try to, uh, you know, live that out myself, but appreciate the kind words. But I think that, you know, I think that through that experience, I really kind of had the realization of like, there really is a difference between being there and being present. And I feel like that with my, 
with my school, with my work, I was kind of going with the flow, going through the motions and I was there, but I wasn't really present and like fully invested in it. Um, you know, with school, it was very much like I didn't get involved with many activities. I didn't want to like go out and like network with the people I went to school with because it was like, go to class, come home, do homework, go to work, you know, and it was just like this repeating cycle. Um, and the same thing with work is that like I, I you know, was kind of just going through the motions because, you know, I had class to run to afterwards and I was thinking about that and thinking about how I was going to get all this stuff done. So, you know, while on the surface, it, you know, looked like, wow, this guy's crushing it. He's killing it. He's doing great. Um, it really led to like just this, this terrible, uh, like situation of like just debilitating, uh, kind of like anxiety of letting people down and just like crumbling mental health and kind of like where I was at at that point in my life. And, you know, shifting to more of, you know, a, a personal lens, because I think it's played in both ways. And I think, you know, I, I think the two are always intertwined, um, that, you know, your professional experiences kind of lend towards your personal and vice versa. You know, shifting towards a personal lens and the kind of that desire to keep others happy and, and fall into their expectations versus like where I was, um, you know, that that really caused me to, you know, shelter and hide a piece of myself um, from the time I was 11 until probably just about last year, uh, I was 23, kind of went through this 12 year journey of like trying to figure out, make sense of, and then like fighting my own sexuality. So I won't go too deep into that uh, because I think there are other things that like really define who I am, you know, as a leader outside of that. I've always been one to think that like, there are so many pieces and adjectives and, and words that describe, you know, who someone is. And, uh, you know, that's always been just another word or just another piece. Um, but I think that it does play into kind of the leadership journey and the realization that I've had, you know, recently. Because, you know, with that, both personally and professionally, I think I was pushing because of that sense of like hiding a piece of myself. Um, I wasn't willing to be vulnerable and go deep uh, in relationship building. It was always very superficial. You know, if we're at work, we're talking about work, you know, like we need to get X, Y, and Z done, but not really like building relationships. And that was, you know, feedback that I had heard as a leader is like, you really need to like build those deeper level relationships with your team. But, you know, it was kind of worried of like, okay, well, if I, allow myself to get vulnerable. I'm going to, you know, share something that like, I don't want people to know yet. Right. So it was just like this, this fear there. So I think that that's, you know, I think that's played into like where I see myself as a leader now and kind of what we're trying to do at spirit is that, you know, at spirit, we're really trying to focus on creating this like family atmosphere and culture that like empowers and allows people to be themselves um, allows them to be vulnerable, to go deep in creating relationships and, and really create that sense of psychological safety where people feel comfortable uh, being their authentic selves and being, um, being a part of that, that family. Yeah, I, the thing that was coming to mind the most is how much of a grace that is for you, Jaden, to be able to recognize uh, that at this point in your career, 
I've got a I got one of our clients who uh, they have kind of had this revelation, the same revelation that like their inability to be able to connect and share real details about their life has hindered people's ability to actually feel like they know them. And so thus also stopping their ability to be able to share further about what's going on with them. So it's like, it's like they can get a lot of stuff done and they can be present for other people, et cetera. But then there's always this block of like, do people really know them? And then that ultimately stops the ability to have that level of trust. <clears throat> so, so yeah, I know it's, it, you know, from our conversations outside of the podcast that that hasn't been an easy thing for you to, to have to go through. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, definitely proud of you for, for being able to just share what's going on with yourself and share, you know, share who you are. Um, uh, because it takes a lot of, of, you know, um, you know, just having to walk through the fire and the fear in that way. And, you know, feeling like you've got to, you know, pretend to be someone different than who you are is, is definitely not, not a healthy place to be. And, and I also think about like, you know, maybe some people aren't going through the same journey with sexuality, but if we make, if we look at that lens of like really being able to share what's going on with your life, across a broader spectrum. Like, I find that to be interesting that like, there was a point in my own life where for many years, I would, I would uh, be a certain way within the business realm. But then I would go into Facebook and have that be very, I wouldn't like allow anyone, it would be a private thing where it was like just me and my friends or my family. And then I was being a completely different way than I was on Facebook than I would be in, in LinkedIn, which is more of a professional type of setting. And now at this point, I'm open on both sides. Like I allow anyone to join either Facebook or LinkedIn because like I am just the one way that like the way that you get Chris Gomez from nine to five is the exact same way that you get him from five to and beyond. It's just right. one Chris Gomez and, and that therefore people can get a lot more knowledge of who I am the trust is built there, <clears throat> but yeah, you're right. It definitely takes some, some vulnerability as well with it. Um, so, so good for kudos to you for being able to share in that way. And, uh, you know, just excited to be able to continue to watch you and your own leadership progression too. So we, we started to touch upon some of the, like you started to touch upon some of the things that we're doing at Spirit Consulting. Can you speak more to some of the ways that we are focusing on building a, a family brand, if you will. Yeah, no, for sure. I think that I just kind of want to add to what you, what you just said as well is that like, I think it's just that realization too, that like everybody, like regardless of what it is, someone's potentially hiding or running away from, or uh, a scared of, I think that we, we all probably have something that at one point in our lives we've been fearful of, or, you know, not been authentic about or have sheltered from others. And I think it just allows you like, regardless of the situation to just have more empathy towards other people and, you know, kind of recognize that like, although your situations might be different, um, you know, in terms of the specifics, the general like fears and anxieties are, are, are the same. Right. And just being able to like, understand that and like meet people, um, you know, meet people where they are and just, you know, be there to support them. So 
I think that that kind of feeds into, you know, some of the stuff that we're doing at Spirit as well is really trying to create that, that environment and that safe space where, where people are able to, you know, be them, be their full selves, you know, share their struggles, uh, share their accomplishments, you know, whatever it may be that's on their, you know, on their mind and on their heart. So some of the things that we've done with that is like, we, we start all of our meetings uh, that we have on a weekly basis with, you know, a 10 minute segue of just like, Hey, what's going on in your life? What's the best personal news? Like, how are things going? Um, you know, talking about, uh, you know, family or life or, you know, weekend plans or whatever it may be, just so it's not, we're just jumping into the metrics and this is all we're talking about, uh, you know, go back to work, <laughs> you know, really trying to like create that level of connection. Um, you know, another thing is having regular check-ins. I know that, you know, we both, you and I both have regular check-ins with our own teams. Uh, but what we've kind of done as the leadership team is like establish regular check-ins with each other's teams. Uh, which I think is just another way to just further develop relationships and kind of define that culture uh, for the organization. Um, I didn't mention before, but we have a fully remote uh, workforce. We uh, span anywhere from New York to California. Um, so this is why we're so intentional about these things is because we're not in the office every day um, and not you know, having that water cooler time. So another thing that we do is we host uh, monthly team building meetings where we slot out two hours at the end of every month on the last Friday to just sit around and, you know, play games, uh, chat about life, watch movies, uh, YouTube videos, whatever it may be. Um, and the rule is like, we don't talk about work during that time. Like that is a team building time and it's a, it's a time to really build relationships and then we've also, you know, recently uh, implemented in December, as you kind of mentioned, taking that company trip to to San Diego, where we flew everyone out, and uh, you know, we went to a Clippers game up in LA, and then we, you know, uh, stayed in this house, you know, had the pool and the hot tub and a bunch of outdoor activities, um, and really just took that time to uh, one not work, and then two like be able to, uh, you know, build those relationships. And that's something that we're hoping to continue to do and planning to continue to do with a semi-annual um, kind of like company in-person meetup. So those are some of the things that we're doing to really, you know, because as you mentioned, when, when you don't have those relationships and you don't have the, that, that trust, uh, then people don't have kind of that, um, that tendency or that comfort level to come to talk to you about things. So those are the things that we're doing to start to establish, uh, you know, and, and build upon those relationships, build upon that trust. So that way we truly, you know, do have that family environment where, where everyone can, you know, be themselves and, you know, talk to each other uh, very openly. Yeah. Uh, agree that, you know, uh, just in, in, even in just going through a lot of these things that we do, I found that like, just to give people a better sense around the history and timeline on that, like we actually, I kind of like had the dawning of, because again, we're like working through a thing where maybe it's not 
that much like prior business cases that can talk about how to run a fully remote company. So we're kind of like, you know, uh, working through some of these different ideations in, in different ways. And to me, it like dawned on me, like post, post the, uh, after going on the company retreat in San Diego, of like, wow, there probably is an opportunity for me to actually dig in deeper with some of Jaden's, uh, you know, direct reports that are my indirect reports and being able to have that like monthly one-on-ones to just, again, not talk about work, but just really focus on building our relationship, et cetera. And I do, you know, I think that's in, imperative because, you know, yeah, I think we take for granted, like how, how candid we are with one another of like, when we think like there's an opportunity to provide feedback, that that's just, we have this like continuous loop of feedback, but not every organization has the opportunity to be able to really like share in that way and pick each other up and, and address the issues that the organization is facing. Where if you don't do that stuff, you know, that that's where it can you, it ends up being like a, a rabbit hole of toxicity and dysfunction that creates those, you know, more negative viewpoints that people see publicly in Glassdoor, et cetera. So so that's been that's been really phenomenal and excited to be able to build that alongside of you too. So we've talked about you as a leader, your own journey, and more. As a sneak peek to the audience, we're in the process of ideating and, and recording a new podcast called Tips for Team Building. What got you interested in doing that, Jaden? And, and what's your expectations of what you're hoping to accomplish with it? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And uh, thanks for the uh, the sneak peek in the intro. Uh, excited to talk a little bit more about it. So uh, the tips for team building uh, podcast will be a new podcast from Spirit that I'll be hosting, uh, as well as have some co-hosts from my team. Um, and really kind of the, the focus will be, you know, providing diverse feedback from leaders, you know, all across the country on how to how to build a team, how to uh, grow a team, how to develop a team, and kind of the different pieces that go into that. I think, as I mentioned earlier, you know, if you're, if you're not, you know, we, none of us know everything. Uh, none of us are the perfect leader uh, that, that doesn't exist, right? So, you know, the idea there and kind of, you know, uh, why I'm passionate about it is I think that you know, if we are open to trying new things, if we're open to being aware of maybe our own shortcomings and maybe hearing how other people have overcome the same shortcomings, um, I think that that's all in all just going to make us all better leaders. And, you know, our overarching mission at Spirit Consulting, you know, while, you know, our tagline is helping organizations hire all-star executives as we focus in that executive search industry. Our overarching tagline is, you know, helping to inspire virtuous leadership and just making the world a better place full of better leaders. Um, so I think that that's really kind of the focus of the podcast is, is recognizing we all have room to grow. We're not perfect and getting tips and tricks from others to help us all, you know, grow together and just be, be better leaders overall. Yeah, that uh, uh, I'm I'm really excited about it because it it's definitely in alignment with our mission. And then you know the Virtuous Heroes podcast has historically had that spiritual lens into the podcast too, where this is being able to you know focus 
I guess creates a more broader category of the the people in general that we're able to bring onto the podcast with it too. And uh, so I'm, I'm I'm thankful that you are passionate around that and wanting to to be able to bring in other people that I feel like maybe sometimes it it hasn't necessarily aligned with the Virtuous Heroes podcast, but nonetheless they have really great stories and and insights to be able to share for our audience too. So so thank you for for being able to do that. Um, Jaden, how can people get a hold of you uh, or find out more about uh, what we're doing at Spirit Consulting? Yeah, so uh, to find out more about Spirit Consulting, you can visit us on the web at www.spiritmco.com. You can reach out to me directly, uh, jsmith at spiritmco.com, or you can find me on LinkedIn as well. Uh, Really really, really, really passionate about like just connecting, networking, and, you know, building relationships with others. So I would love to be able to talk more about anything discussed here um, or, you know, just leadership um, journeys in general uh, with anyone in the audience. Awesome. Well, let me uh, close us out in prayer. So in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this oasis in the middle of the workday to be able to connect with Jaden on a deeper level and dig in uh, than we've you know previously been able to connect in on. Uh, Father, I, I love impartations and the way that you have the opportunity to build the kingdom of heaven here on earth. And so, Father, I just pray that uh, if anyone that's listening today that's been struggling with arrogance and pride, as Jaden had talked about, some of the uh, uh, some of the vices that he's struggled with, or also just like a spirit of fear that's on people uh, that the, the, they feel like they have to keep up with the Joneses or they have to present themselves in a certain way in order to be loved. The Father, I just break that off right now in Jesus's name, and I and I thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for us, so that we are your disciples can can uh, have the spiritual gifting uh, that you had to earn the stripes so that we could have the power and authority to be able to break stuff off of people in the way that you've given us in your name. And so, uh, Jesus, I just thank you for the way that you're working through this podcast to bring revival and to bring the kingdom on earth. And also, Lord, I just ask that you would pour out um, uh, the the, uh, gifting and talents that the, the wisdom that you've given to Jaden and also the self-discipline that he has. Um, just anyone that's listening to this podcast episode would have like a leveling up within uh, both of those virtues. And so, Father, I, I thank you for this podcast and the way that you continue to inspire people to virtuous living. And uh, I pray all of this through the mighty name of our blessed Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, thank you, everyone, for um, being uh, with us today on the Virtuous Heroes podcast, where we inspire virtuous leadership and help leaders to become the best version of themselves. Uh, Hope you have an incredible day, Jaden, and look forward to continuing the dialogue with you. All right. Thank you very much, Chris. Hey, Chris here. Hope you enjoyed the episode where we discussed all things going bald. (laughs) Just joking. If you enjoyed the episode and the podcast, will you please subscribe on YouTube or Apple Podcasts or Spotify? Or you could also share it with a friend. That would be tubular. I hope you have an awesome day.